Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your Spurs. Hello, and welcome to Echoes of Glory. I'm ASD. I'm Jack. Welcome back, mate. It's been a while. Where have it's you been? been? weeks, hasn't it? Um, weeks, yeah. You know what? I've just been a little bit busy. Um, Sundays have just been, um, just had a fair few things on social. I'm a bit of a social butterfly these days. So, um, really are. I'm just treating you to my presence for an hour on a Sunday evening. You're welcome. Us and the world are so grateful. <laughs> the two listeners. Are Chris <laughs> We've got to stop saying that. Yeah, your dad and my dad. <laughs> uh, we just beat Brighton. Never in doubt. 96 oh. minute winner. Were you there? Uh, I wasn't. No, I watched it. And um, these late goals are mad, aren't they? So is it, well, is it eight points? Now. We've won 15 and lost 15 from 90-plus wow. minute goals now. So we are out of control, literally out of control. Um, did we deserve it? See that? See what I did? Nice. <laughs> Even though he was in... he was What was it? He wasn't there because I thought he was on a touchline ban, but then I heard on TalkSport today that he, he'd had what they described as invasive dental surgery. Ooh. And I was a little bit like, most dental surgery is fairly invasive but in general. So it yeah, must yeah. have been uh, quite a, uh, an interesting one. Anyway, um, cracking game. It really was. And you said, you know, we're chaotic. I love watching this team. Yeah. I absolutely love it again. Like I've gone from just really disengaged with Conte and like, you know, that period of just like, what are we doing? I love it. Every single game this season has been incredible. You're, either, you, you're guaranteed goals. You're guaranteed... You know, your heart absolutely racing at points and thinking, oh, we're going to lose, we're going to win. It's like, it is, honestly, I think this team absolutely at the minute defines, like, to dare is to do and, like, why we love watching Spurs. Yeah. Um, if we're level going into injury time, we're going for the win. And, like, that is that is the team ethos you don't you just do not stop and I just I'm really really enjoying watching the football again don't get me wrong like we're falling down and slipping up in certain areas which maybe we'll we'll talk about but I think for me it's like I, I said right at the start of the season I thought we'd be fifth sixth and I wanted us to have a go that was my biggest thing it's like let's play on the front foot and attack teams again um and try and you know try and win games a bit more rather than just trying to survive and it's a joy to watch. It really is. And some some of the football going forward, some of the football in the defensive third is just, it's incredible. It really is. And I mean that in a really, really good way and also in a really, really bad way that some of the stuff that the players are being asked to do as a fan, right, you sometimes sit there and you're like, oh, they're pressing us, just go long. And, you know, obviously they don't. They play out every single time. And like when they do get out, you saw it for the Johnson winner what a goal that is that is literally and on the side must have been thrilled with that goal because that is yeah. clearly everything they've been working on three four passes winger to winger like and it just looked like it looked like such a simple goal didn't it but it's like for that to come off we have to do so much stuff absolutely perfectly um and I just like I said it's just a joy watching us win lose or draw at the minute I really look forward to the games again and I'm like when when are we brilliant like and I'm about to be entertained. I might be annoyed because we might lose, but I know I'm going to be entertained in the next 90 minutes. And that, on a personal level, that is just what has been missing for the last three or four years for me watching it. Don't you feel that 
we lack a control and we've uh, I th- and that that we've always got a weak point mm. you look at city and you go you don't get to see them in defense much but you know that they're solid at the back but and so they're they're sort of quite well rounded any other there aren't many great teams around now liverpool aren't a great team arsenal aren't a great team then you look in europe bayern definitely aren't a great team leverkusen mm. are amazing but they're solidly defensive and you go other teams will always have a chance against us yeah completely completely and that that our achilles heel is that for us the best form of defense is to attack which mm. means we open ourselves up teams are always in a game against us as well because mm. we're never you know like and this will probably be as we see the team evolve over the next couple of seasons you'll probably start to see us being a bit more controlled especially in points where we're in front or you know will there be periods where we just tighten up a little bit I, I think that will come in the next couple of seasons honestly I hate the sort of comparing us to the other lot down the road for a, a whole range of reasons but it's very much like what the other lot were like last year they were very gung-ho with their attack they were scoring goals for fun but you did think actually you can get them and they're now a significantly more I know they've scored six goals today but they're a significantly more solid defensive robust side compared to last year and that's how their team has evolved you could say the same for City City don't score as many goals as what they were doing a couple of years ago um a lot of the time now they're playing with four center halves do you know what I mean in in, in their side so team, teams do evolve and change but completely like if you just look at purely the numbers we let in too many goals and and that's the that's the difference between being in a, a top four battle and in a title battle. That that that's genuinely what the difference is. And he he does he does this, doesn't he? So I remember there was talk about when he was at Yokohama, he was quite far. He was he was mid table, so like eleventh or twelfth when he t- when he finished his first season in Japan. Then he took them. I think he won the league for them. And then it's same with mm. Brisbane. He did something similar with Celtic as well. So maybe mm. we just got to wait. And his team does rely on individuals. We've had a few managers where it the style relies a lot on individuals, whether it's Mourinho and Conte relying on the genius of mm. Son and Kane, whether it's this relying on the intricacy of the front four. So, yeah, lots to look and forward to. And there is to. the point as well, ASD, that for large periods of this season, we have been absolutely destroyed by injuries and like Awful. the back line the back line that we've had is not the back line so no you know what's my own point a minute ago was we let too many goals in there there is also that caveat as well that there are so many injuries that we've had players now and it's, it's funny as well right because watching that brighton game fans getting frustrated at benton core madison and I, I, I and i get it but it's like Players are just starting to come back to fitness. It takes a bit of time for everything to click. And our our, our full strength 11 hasn't really played any games together yet. So no. it's like it's, it's going to take a little bit of time, um, which I'm absolutely fine with. Like for me, I just um, I'm so happy to see us playing front foot football, attacking teams. Let's face it, under the last couple of managers, 1-1 one, one with Brighton with 10 minutes to go, we'd sit in and take a point at home. All day long. Wouldn't we? Let, let, let's yeah. be honest, we would have. Class, then, if you summer, you've got one position that you need to sort out and fill. What what's the position that you you would go after? And is there anyone in particular you have in mind that you go after? Assuming Bellingham and all that is out out, is it? What's you the know position what? you go for? It goes completely against what I've said. But if we could only sign one, yeah. if, you're, if you're giving me like sixty mil and I can go and buy one position, is centre forward. 
that's the that's the position. And Richarlison has done really well with the numbers he's been getting. His his two finishes against Everton, by the way, I know you look up this were outstanding, absolutely yeah. outstanding. And and he has improved a lot as a player. Um, but us, like a lot of the teams in and around us, really struggle with that out and out goal scorer. But the the mm. problem is there aren't many. That's the thing. There aren't many because so many teams lack one. Um, so even that sixty million. It's difficult to say actually where can you go and put that money down and and guarantee that you're going to get a player because um, mm-hmm. the obvious player that guarantees your goals is is Ivan Tony. Sixty mil's not going to get him. Brentford are not going to sit like you got you've got to spend a ridiculous amount of money and then you, and then you're like actually it's not worth it. Like it, he's not a hundred million pound forward, but he's just guarantee guarantees to score your goals. But us, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea. They're all all of these teams, and that's just in just in the Premier League, are all searching for that centre forward that can get you those 20, 25 goals. It's it's really, really tough. Um mm. I do think that they'll that it, they'll look at it. And I still think that holding midfield spot on that and that just central midfield, it's not quite it's not quite click. We've got brilliant players in there, but I think that they'll look at that. He's been playing brilliantly, I think, the last three or four games, Hoybier. But I do, it, it feels like Ange still doesn't quite see him as a long-term player in there. No. So it would probably be that they'll get rid of him. And then will they look to bring in that more controlling midfielder that you were talking about? Because we've got the, you know, the legs, the defensive side with Benton, Corn, and obviously Saar covers loads of ground. But like you're probably lacking that deep line controlling midfielder that, that quite a few teams have. So that, that might be an area that they look at. But... For me, if it was one position, I do look at us and think if you had that top forward, that would, you know, that would really make a difference. Or just that other attacking player, because Sun has been brilliant when he's played through the middle. Um, just that other attacking player that is just going to get you the numbers, because um, I love watching the, the front three, whatever it is. But you probably lack a bit of like consistency in terms of this player is going to get you X amount of goals like Werner, Richarlison, Johnson, you're never quite sure what you're going to get from them. Um, mm. And they've all put in brilliant performances lately, but you're never quite sure. Um, so I think having someone else in that front line would make a big difference. But you're going to say, who is that person? Honestly, who there knows? aren't many players no. out there. And the players that are out there, are they going to come to Spurs when all of the other top teams in Europe are also looking for that position. It's it's, it's really, really tricky. Mm. Um, so who knows? But I, I don't think that we're far away at all. I really, really don't. Um, I think that they'll probably in the summer look to get another centre-back in, I would mm. say. Um, and then you've got Wait. Ben Davis as your utility centre-back and full-back. Like he can sort of do any defensive job you'd need. What about Dragos in though? Or are you saying like having four centre-backs? Yeah. Look, if you look in Europe, if you look at a lot of the top teams, they have is still a little bit of an unknown quantity, isn't he? At the moment, let's be honest, we haven't really seen much of him. Although I did enjoy seeing him come on against Everton and just shunt. I think it was Beto within about thirty seconds. It's like, okay, this guy knows what it's about. Um, But a lot of the the top sides have got four centre halves, um, you know, and four of four pretty good level centre half at Liverpool, City, Arsenal. Arsenal maybe quite don't, Um, but even like the likes of like Villa have got four centre-backs, you know, Concer, Carlos, Pau Torres, Longland. We saw Longland, he's not great, but, yeah. you know, so I think that there'll be something there as well. Um, We've got Ashley really, Phillips, who's doing yeah. well. I know, I know he's not, he's not like 
the finished article. But I don't think I really don't think that that squad is a million miles away. I really don't. And if you look at the we've finished we finished eighth last year. Do you know what I mean? And we obviously we know Harry went and all of that stuff. And it's like to be where we are now, like we'd all be gutted if we didn't finish fourth. And that's mad. Yeah. That's bad, isn't think, it? Yeah, I think we're going to do it. You know, I, I I think Villa were a few injuries away from just falling off. Villa have also got you know the Europa League as well, haven't they? Midway, and you you we know from experience you you draw the odd game here and there. And yeah. it's like for us, it's like we've got a fairly favourable run of fixtures coming up as well, where. We do. We need to just like win the next three or four and put ourselves in a really, really good position. Because we go to Villa, don't we? Is it the start of March we go to Villa? Yeah, it's not far away. What a huge game that's going to be. Massive. But the, like you say, they'll be deep in the Europa League. We'll have everyone back firing. You saw what the difference Sun coming back made. It was oh, instant. Instant. Well class that player. Play. Like, honestly, like we are so lucky to have a player like that. And do you know what it is with him? It's like... He, he's, he's great in front of goal. He's a brilliant presser. He creates like, what a cross. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that yeah, is but... that is the difference. That really is the difference between if if Sun's on the end of the Ansu Fati chance that Brighton had a couple of minutes before, is it probably in the back of the net? And then we're talking about, oh, we've lost at home. You know, like yeah, we're yeah. all going into meltdown. Like that, that player is, it really is the difference. Really is the difference. Uh, let's t- uh, anything else you want to talk about? But I thought Brian Johnson's finish was really good, really yeah. very very good. And Sars, to be honest, as well, you know, the left foot it wasn't easy. It could have, you know, Soldado would have missed. I think it was a, I, th- I just thought it was a tough game. And Brighton on one of those sides where you you look at the team sheets and you think, oh, we should be winning this, but they're mm. just they're a really well drilled. And I mean, this is a compliment. They're just such an awkward team to play. Mm. Like they always cause you problems. It's yeah. always difficult. Like I, I can't ever imagine, especially under Deserby, where we play Brighton and we rock up and we we play okay and we win three 0 Like they're just they're always you know he's got a really nice mix of creative players. Like you've got like Danny Welbeck, Pascal Gross, and Lewis Dunk as your spine. It's like it's a good pros. Do you know what I mean? So pros, I, I yeah. think I think I think Brighton. Uh, an amazing, amazing team. They play brilliant football. And if you look at sort of what they're doing off the pitch as well, in terms of the money that they're making, like it's incredible that they are where they are. Um, And people look at that and you just expect Brighton to be now in the top eight or nine. You just do, don't you? And it's like, again, like that, what an achievement. Yeah. But it was important to win. I really did feel like obviously dropping points at Everton the week before. And it really did feel like a game we needed to win. Very stressful because it finished after the England Wales game had started. So it was a very just stressful time. Yeah, I hate I this day, but it's just because you've got to keep up with both games. They're very stressful. Um, Johnson, good finish. Saar, good finish. Any other highlights? Vicario still great. And you saw, do you see how much they tried to protect him at the pit? I don't know what the rules are anymore. It just seems players can just run into the goalkeepers. But, you know, that's up to it, feel, it feels like it's just the the latest theme at the moment because yeah, it's yeah. not just happening to us it's happening all over every corner you watch in the Premier League at the minute they're just hanging it under the bar yeah um so it's just the latest thing that everybody's doing and you just got to figure it out a little bit my my, my view on it is Lofi Kyra has taken quite a lot of stick for it but I will always be on a set piece when the ball's being hung up in the air centre-backs come and hit it just come and deal with it it's the, you know that's your, that's your job but um yeah the latest Arsenal squad I think two set pieces today against West Ham. 
Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, it's one of the few times where I watch a game and I want West Ham to win. Like, uh, when the sixth went in, I was honestly sat there thinking, I hope this ends 10 or 11, because this is just, <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? Just do what they want in that game, didn't incredible. they? And look, the amount of people leaving at half time was, was, was hilarious. Hilarious. Did you, yeah. did you see the moment Porro ran into Romero? Have you seen that? Yeah, he's great. Just, just flattened him. It was amazing. Flat Porro all over the place. I love I love Vicario though. Like I think he has been another another game changer. You know what? The end if the season was to end now and you had to pick your player of the season, how difficult would that be? Because there's so many contenders. But Vicario is just um the saves he makes. Like he made one from Welbeck after about a minute. And it was like it wasn't just the save, it was the fact that he denied Mitoma a tap in, he flicked it round the post, you know. It is a really good goalkeeper. I'm a huge fan of Matoma. I said it in the summer, didn't yeah. I? I'm a huge fan. I just think yeah. he's. I mean, they took him from a Japanese school, like a Japanese high school. Mad, and look at it? he just stepped up. Well, I th- uh, yeah. So I'm like every time I see him, I just think, what a player we've got yeah. on our hands. The new Kante, just because he, he's all over the place, and you go, this, this we bought this boy, you loaned him back. When that happens, you go, okay, like he's important to a smaller team. He'll come in and he'll sit on the bench for us and. Now he's he's almost first name on the on the on the team sheet now. Just it just brings such balance, doesn't he? Like, mm. like he's that he is that guy. Like he's that guy. You don't look at in you probably don't look at individual individual attributes and think oh he's absolutely incredible at that. He's just like seven out of ten in all areas, and he just complement yeah. it just complements everybody else, doesn't he? Around him, it just must be brilliant to play with. The African Ben Davis, many would say. <laughs> Uh, time of fixtures. So na- next up, we have Wolverhampton Wanderers at home. Mm, tricky, tricky. Lost there, didn't we? Away with those two late goals. We did. They're in down in tenth. Very, very, very underrated manager Gary O'Neill. I've waxed lyricals about him on this podcast yeah. before. I think he's, I think he's so, so good at the way he sets his teams up. Um, we're going to have to be right on it. We really are. Um, because if we're anything below par, like that Wolves team can call, well, you saw them and you'd score four at Chelsea last week. Like, yeah. they carry a bit of a goal threat now as well, which Wolves in the last few seasons probably haven't. You've look, We've looked at that game and gone, core, they're going to get 11 behind the ball. It's, you know, but like they're, they're, they're a threat. So we're going to have to play well. But this is another game, like Brighton, like Everton, 23 points. Absolutely have to win this game again. Like anything less than that at the moment. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, just won't do. Oh, absolutely. Like we had, it's the team in 10th, lost to Man United, beat Brentford. They lost to Brentford too yesterday. We should be beating that team. We need to. We need to. I was just, do you know, when you were talking about the players that we could be getting and all, you know, all the all the players that we need, they're just thinking, end on Bele, end on Bele. Obviously, I don't want him back, obviously, all, all of that stuff. But can you imagine if, if he had done what he promised to do? On his 200 grand. He's going to have earned in his five years 52 million pounds. 52 million pounds. Imagine. And that's after tax. So 52. Imagine for, for what? It'd be had to buy himself, wouldn't it? That's about how much we paid. But 52 million pounds. Uh, what a disappointing signing. Like, that. that's all you can say with him. And he's going to end up leaving the club for nothing. It, I'll tell it, you what it was, though. Happens. It was an investment because we went big. And it messed up. So we changed our recruitment strategy to be far more tactically aware and far more. I don't know. Uh, you have a look at the players we brought in since then. Is that we haven't had many duds. 
that we've well, no, but we're buying, well, you know what it is now we're buying players for a system and a style of play whereas the Ndombele one was just clearly oh he's a hot prospect sign him and it's like where does he fit even at the time it's like where does he fit we were playing quite quite a rigid 4-2-3-1 at the time and it's like where does he play in that because yeah. it's like he's not a he hasn't got legs, he's not a sitting midfielder, he's not a crap. I mean, I, to be honest, when we signed him, I was just caught up in that. All right, I mean, I've never seen this guy play, but we've gone big. Apparently, yeah. some of the other sides wanted him. He must be okay. And it's like you watch him a few times and you think, oh, this is a bit concerning. But yeah, maybe it's yeah. been a bit of a, like you say, a bit of a blessing in disguise that it's forced us to actually, we can't do that. Yeah, yeah. See, Stato's note, Bellingham. 29 games and he's in Real Madrid's top 100 scorers of all time. It, insane, that boy. Bellingham and Kane, honestly, I know it, it'll probably pain you too. And Rice. It, but Kane but up top, yeah. Foden, Bellingham, Saka behind Madison. him. Madison. Um, well. I, don't think, I don't think Madison gets in at the minute, to be honest. And then Rice and one other, that other midfield spot is up for grabs at the moment for England. But like that is a really, really strong England. And then you've got the likes of Grealish, Madison, Rashford. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like you back up three behind. That. Like, wow, what, what a side. What a it's side. It's a shame there's not more formal tournaments to see these players properly play. You know, the Six Nations is on. You get guaranteed once a year. You get to see your mm. team play five games a year in the highest level of Test rugby. It's a shame we don't have that. Like, the, I'd love to bring because they they used to have that, didn't they? Um, they, they brought in the Nations, Nations League, didn't the Nation, they? But, yeah. but it's like, they brought that in and everyone just went, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it just didn't, yeah, yeah. It just didn't land with anyone. Until England got to the final. And then it was yeah. like, okay, okay. And then it was like, oh, no, actually, it's just a Mickey Mouse tournament. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. It's the Carabao Cup of international tournaments. Right, then, mate. right. we were just talking about it. Off air. Uh, on YouTube, they've got these five, four, three, two, one. So I'm going to give you a question. I want five answers. The next one, I'll give you four and so on. It's quite a simple thing. No pressure. Give... <laughs> no, but you're good at this stuff. Um, five European opponents that begin with the letter A. Uh, Andelect. Andelect. Beat them in the 83-84 UEFA Cup final. And we played them in the UEFA Cup. Um, Antwerp. Very good. 2021 Europa League. We went 2-0 at home, 1-0 away. Vinicius and no, lost one nil away. Vinicius and the Sal- Los scored at home. Uh, Quite an importance. Ajax. Ajax. Hey, we beat them in the 81-82 Cup Winners Cup. 3-0 and 3-1. And there was a little semi-final in 1819. <laughs> okay. That's three. Um, um, Atletico Madrid. Do you know when? Are you just chucking names out? I know it's not recent. No, 1963 is the Cup Winners' Cup. We won 5-1. Jimmy Greaves, two for John White, uh, two for Jimmy Greaves, John White, and uh, Terry Tyson. One more. One more. We played. We've don't played a f- bunch of them in the last ten years uh, in the Europa League. We had one where we played them in the UEFA Cup group. AS, but... AS Monaco. Is that a? Is it? Is that we did play Monaco, Monaco, but that doesn't count. That's Monaco. Um. Have we played Orcs Air? No. Nope. Not sure if we have. Don't think we've played Athletic Bilbao. We must have done nope. at some point. That's Bilbao um, as well. I know because Madrid counts. Play the Russian uh, team. Oh, Anzi Makachkala. Yeah, yeah. 13 14 Europa League. 
Chris Samba, mm. wasn't it? Did he go out there play for Anzi? That that is my take your knowledge. So we beat him four one at home. Defoe and Chadley tuning away. Soldado mm. hat trick at home. Holtby. You could have had Olborg, uh, Aberdeen. Mm. That's from seventy three, seventy four. Anzi Applewell. We played them oh, in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same group as that Real Madrid group. Yeah. yeah. Tri- Asteras Tripoli. We beat him five one at home. Kane hat trick. Austria Vienna, but that was in the Europa UEFA Cup quarterfinals, which we won. And then a Northeast Famagusta in the 07-08 UEFA Cup first round. We beat him six one at home. Kabul. I can't remember that one. <laughs> I mean, that is what you're here for. I don't know what else you're here for. If I if I could recall, even from my knowledge, a 2007-8. Europa League first round, so sort of qualification game is that? Like Christ! Can you even? I I wouldn't even know where they're from. Can you guess where Anorth- Anorthosis Famagusta are from? I'll buy um, you in Tokyo if you get it in the in one. Um, let's go for them being a Cypriot. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> That's a free eat Tokyo. That Brilliant. Is a free eat Tokyo. Brilliant. God damn. Right then. <laughs> right, I'll catch that in. That's the point. Uh, four players whose surnames begin with B. This is actually quite easy. What that have played for? Yeah, played just played for Spurs at any point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're not allowed any current players, just to make it a tiny bit harder. Okay, uh, Gareth Bale. Yeah. David Bentley. David Bentley. Not one to remember. Darren Bent. Darren Bent. I don't need four. I need one more. And um, Sebastian Besson. Wow, yeah. Could have had Berbatov, could have had Bentaleb, Blanche Flower, Bergvine. <laughs> what well. a list of players, Bentaleb. Could have had Bobby Buckle. <laughs> Mate, you're, doing, you're doing really well. This is great fun. I could play three hours. Great. Let's see. Uh, three managers that begin with S. Uh, Jack Santini. Very good. Had high hopes for him, but wasn't to be. Um, no. Begin with S. This is a good one. Trying it's to work th- me. There's three that are in our lifetime. I don't. I don't think it's Nuno Espirito Santo. Santo counts. Does yeah. it? Does it? Yeah. Okay. I'm just working. I'm working my way back at the moment. I need one more. Um, is it really obvious and I'm being stupid? There's one that's a bit obvious, yeah. Uh... I'm assuming you're not going to get Percy Smith, who was our manager in 1930. No, <laughs> uh, no, I'd need to be here for a few more minutes, I think, to work to have worked that one out. I never would have got that a million years. Um... Santo Santini. Well, you have to, might He's have to got a out. very, very high win percentage for Tottenham. Oh, no. Tactics Tim. <laughs> Tactics Tim Sherwood. Oh, it's no wonder I blocked that out. Yeah. Wow. And Stellini as well. <laughs> I, you know what? I'd actually forgotten about that <laughs> Stellini period until on Twitter, somebody was just um, sharing that video, you know, where he just says, my name's Stellini, I'm the Tottenham manager. And it's like, I'd just forgotten that whole period of those really bizarre few games where he got sent off, didn't he, against mm. Brighton in a game we won. And then we got 
hammered, was it six oh, one yeah. at Newcastle, was it? That was Fellini, wasn't it? He just went to basically a four two four, didn't he? And it was like, Well, this doesn't work. I don't want to think about all this. Well, right, we're on to two, well. two sponsors beginning with H. Um Holston and Hewlett Packard. Very good. Can you name how many more can you name? I've got them all in front of me. So we've got Holston, Hewlett Packard. HP? Hewlett, H- that is Hewlett Packard. Oh, is that the same one, is it? Yeah. Um, Work it back. We've got AIA now. You know what? I'll be honest. I'm not actually that great with the kits. So this I is where I think I could do well. So I'll, I'm not great with the kits. AIA. Orasma. Do you remember that? Man- mansion. Mansion. Autonomy. Investec. Mm, that's right. Standard like chartered, or tech, boring international like tech, yeah, isn't it? Brands. What were the other H's? Hol- what were the other H's? Yeah, the Holston, there was Hummel, Hewlett Packard, there was Sega as well, which was when we had um Holston for any players that were under 18, they had Sega briefly, oh, which is pretty they? cool. Mm. I was just, I was listening to a um, do you listen to the Upfront podcast with Simon Jordan? I, I cannot stand that man. Really, his podcasts are, are, are really good because he has great oh, really? guests on, and he did one with Les Ferdinand. Um, and he's talking about when he signed for Spurs, and he was like, he he said that team was so bad. He said we were sponsored by Pony, and it was completely relevant that we were sponsored yeah. by them at that time. <laughs> great. I had the boot bag with the Pony. I used to get made fun of because it was a bit like who a Pony. All my friends yeah. had you know Nike and Adidas. Yeah, rock out with Pony. Yeah. Uh, my last one was. A player whose name begins with Z, surname begins with Z, but I think that's quite easy. Did he have a core? Yeah, there's one more. Is there? Yeah. Full back. Is that, is that the obvious one? I, it's my brain. No, Zakora would have been the first one. Zakora. Yeah. I mean, Nigeria just got one there. Um, so, um, he played for us for 2001 to 2004. Beginning with Z. German. Oh, Christ, that's terrible. Christian Zieger. Was yeah. one, of the best left, one of the best left backs we've had. Yeah, yeah. 10 goals, 55 appearances from a fullback. What a wand of a left foot. Mm, if anyone, that. I mean, there can't be anybody that's not seen his freaky against Arsenal, but if you haven't, it is, it's about, 30, maybe 35 yards is a bit a bit too generous, but it's a, it, it's not the edge of the box. It's, I mean, it's quite a way out. Yeah, he was a, he yeah. Was a cracking player, Christian Zieger. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch the Bayern Leverkusen game yesterday? You know what? I did actually. I did. Um, for, for anyone who doesn't know, they're free. They're streaming free on YouTube legally at the moment. So, are they? Yeah, yeah. That's how I watched it. Um, yeah, I did watch it. It's just really weird seeing Eric Dyer. Right. He did, does Starting. Not, he does not suit long sleeves. Don't look right. No. Does not look right at all. Get go back to short sleeves. Um. Kane, Kane wasn't in the game. Like it reminded, do you know what? It really reminded me of like those really frustrating Spurs away performances where it's like everything's just sluggish and like you just can't get the ball out. Yeah. The other team just like looked better. I remember you, we did a pod years ago and, and and you said whenever we play a back five, we can't defend. If we play five in the middle, we get outnumbered. If we play three up front, we can't get the ball forward. It was just and it felt like one of those performances. They Bayern were. Terrible. Leverkusen were brilliant the way they played. Absolutely brilliant. But um they looked 
that Bayern team, if they play like that, and I can't admit that I've watched them, I've watched two Bayern games all season. Kane's first one when they got hammered, I think it was three or four nil by Leipzig, yeah, yeah. and then yesterday's. They're then like if the, if that's the level they're playing at, they're going to get annihilated in the Champions League by by a top team, and they're going to come up short in the league. And it, honestly, if he's gone there and in their foot and he, they don't win anything, Amazing. you just think like, my God, like. You just hope that he does it with England instead and then he comes back to Spurs. Yeah. There's your number nine that we need. I mean, it's, it's bad, isn't it? But he's got the Champions League. You know, it could still happen. It just couldn't work out. And I, like, I've always been a fan of Eric. Like, I've always looked quite liked Eric Dyer, right? And But obviously, like, the last few seasons he's not been great. How is he starting in that team? Like, Dilip was on the bench. Did, but yeah, but, but he was injured, fit. He? he was fit. Because he's, he's, he's kicked... Basically, they... Reading some stuff with him saying that that they asked him, "Oh, were you you're only on the bench? Were you were you not fully fit?" And he was like, "I'm 100 fit." He's like, "I'm not selected." Tuchel's going to be gone. Like, Tuchel is going to be gone. Like when players come out and they start saying stuff, like Tuchel's going to be out of there. And then yeah, yeah. who's going to go in there? Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> what can you imagine? Klopp. Watch it happen. But like, what you you're probably looking at having the Bayern job available, the Barcelona job available. The Liverpool job available, like they are yeah. big, and they I'm sure like you could end up having the England job available as well. Yeah, like yeah. there's going to be some German big job jobs. available as well. You know, big opportunities for quite a few people there, and you like, and then even like you know you look like look in the Premier League, and I know it's nowhere near the same, but like the West Ham job is going to be available at the end of the season, and like for for certain managers, like that's quite a good, yeah, yeah, you know, job too. There's going to be a lot of be a lot of managerial changes in the summer which is exciting but it yeah. just means that there's going to be a lot of teams next year which is why it's like it feels like a really good time for us a lot of teams going through new manager new style players going you know new way of playing all of that stuff could be quite a good opportunity for us yeah yeah and what happens with this city the 150 charges that could he'll go Guardiola will go if the, if that happens and City will go back to being what they were, like a, a, a Division One club, hopefully. At some, at some point as well, like, City have to not win it at some point. Because, like, look, I think that they're probably everybody's favourites for it this year. That was Liverpool. Minute. That was when Liverpool, you know, Liverpool winning it. It's not going to be Arsenal. And it's like, if they win it this year, they'll be the first team, wouldn't they, in Premier League years anyway, to do four in a row. And it's like, like they have to not win it at some point. They just can't keep as brilliant as they are. There has to be a season where they don't win it. Yeah. Because you just can't. You, surely you can't sustain that. It's ne- no one sustains winning titles. Like if they won it this year and next year, it's half a decade. They've just won the league for, and it's like, like surely at some point that cycle has to end. God, I didn't quite realise how long ago it was that Liverpool won it. It's a COVID year, wasn't it? 1920, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was funny that... It was the COVID year. Yeah, yeah. And then it was... They they got 90-odd points, didn't they, and didn't win it, Mm. which was just, like, quite, you know... It's still mad to me that we finished second one year, ahead of City, but that still blows my mind. Are we the only team to have finished above a Pep Guardiola team in the league and have not won the title? Yeah. You only couldn't make some of it up, could you? You really couldn't. We've got to win something sometime soon. 
Well, we're still the what's the, the earliest we can win summons next February in it? The Carabao Cup. May. I mean, do me a favour. <laughs> do me a favour. We're not that far. I behind. suppose he always said Arsene Wenger the top four was a trophy. So maybe I you're still right. Believe. So Klopp says it's been it's been my dream. I'm not gonna do the exam. It's been my dream to manage Tottenham. And says, Cool, I'm done. Are you happy if Klopp comes in? Nah, he's got too much of an affiliation for with Liverpool now. Are you it's reckon? Too, it's yeah, it's too, Conte and Adebayor. It's too but no, it's different, and it 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 it, it that it, he would always feel like the Liverpool manager. Liverpool manager. Whereas, like, I don't think Adebayor it ever felt like I didn't. We, none of us really wanted him because he was ex-Arsenal. But when we, it just it didn't. He, I don't think Adebayor had that connection with Arsenal like what Klopp's got with Liverpool. Um, he's a brilliant. Yeah. He's a brilliant, brilliant manager. Like one yeah. of the best that we've seen for a long time. Um. But to be honest, at the minute, I'm like I said at the start of the show, I'm enjoying the football so much. I'm I'm not swapping hands. Like, I'm, I love it. I love it. And I think that there's just a really good feel factor about the place again. There um, is. And yeah, we've got good young players coming through. Like see, we're. I didn't quite realise like how young the squad is as well. Like if you look at it, like Romero was captaining us the other day, and he's like 25, 26. Young. Yeah, yeah. And it's like. What, like you just don't you don't think that you know we're like he could play for us for the next ten years. Do you know what I mean? And he's one of the old. He's the oldest of the back four. Yeah. You know. Um. So definitely, as we always say at the end of the show, the future does look bright. Super bright. Really does. It really does. Well, pa- and maybe. Perhaps... The... Sorry, man. Go on. Perhaps I was pa- twenty. Were you going to say? It's twenty-one. It's just. Hey, it's born bad, in two thousand and two. It's it's all happening. Van der Ven. Proper. It's the first time we've had defender reminds me of Toby Alderweireld, not just in the class, the class of the man. He, I, I actually think Van de Ven is out of the two is the better player, Van de Ven and Romero. I think Van de Ven's the better player. I think so too. But, you know, we got Vertonghen and then we got Alderweireld and they were perfect together. And we got the same two. Yeah. You sound that about ages. I had, uh, I had a um, thing at work last week where um, work, working recruitment and sorting out someone's contract that was starting. And um, I couldn't work the numbers out. I couldn't, you know, sometimes when your brain just goes. Yeah. And I was sorting this person's contract out. And um, they were born in 2006. <gasps> and I was like, I, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do the maths. I couldn't oh, do the maths. And I was like, oh, so I've, I was like, I've, some issue, I've, I've messed this up somewhere. And it was like, oh, no, no, no. They were just born in January 2006. So they're 18. It's all fine, and I was like, "That feels." Yeah, I just couldn't. I couldn't grasp it. It's rough, isn't it? Pape Salas, what two years older than that? <laughs> Ridiculous, isn't it? Ridiculous. It's just like if I, if I had, had accidentally had a baby in my first or second year of uni, that would be that child who's now applying <laughs> <for> jobs. <laughs> Maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, boy, I've got so many I don't know about. Yeah, <laughs> easy, really Cole. Really don't. <laughs> 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 what a wally that boy is! Like he's going to retire soon, and he's going to be in a massive mansion with nobody around well, him. He, need, he, need, he needs the big house, doesn't he? <laughs> he's all the bedrooms he can get. <laughs> oh God! What an idiot! What are your thoughts for the upcoming game, Wolves? Are you think you're confident for that? 
Yeah, because I think he's got his full squad back and suddenly he'll be able to go, like, lads, we, we don't need to guess now. You know each other. We've got time. The Chelsea game the week after next isn't happening, so we've got a week off after that. Yeah. Let's get through Wolves, win. They're in 10th. We should be beating them. Let's just play the game, go out and attack them. Just do it. Sonny's mm. back. He'll be amazing. And then, I don't know, what. How do you think we'll push Richarlison out and then, what, drop Werner? Because Werner's been playing quite well, you know. But uh, You know what? He doesn't look great in front of goal. He really doesn't. But, like, he's lightning quick. I, I actually think he it, it surprised me a lot with, like, how technically good he is. Yeah. And the reason I say it surprises me is because when someone is that bad in front of goal, you think, like, they haven't got the technique to be able to link play. And, you know, he plays lovely left foot, right foot, outside of the foot passes and all of that. That's what's really surprised me. He's quite a smart forward. Um, it just lacks that clinical edge in front of goal. But he has scored a lot of goals at his other clubs. So it's yeah. like that side to him is there. It's just, is it a confidence thing? Is it, a, I don't know what it is, but I've been really impressed with him. I, I really have. I think he's yeah, been yeah. really, really, he's getting assists, isn't he? Which well, if you're playing wide... To- he talked about this in his first interview. It was like, you know, I felt in the Premier League because I was, I was judged for my goals. But actually, there's a, a huge amount more to my game in terms mm. of building up the play and providing assists. Mm. And if that's what he's there to do, go at it. I think he's I, been. I think he's been pretty good. I think. I, I. I think that the the good thing is with getting all the players back is that you will see a slightly different personnel each game and. Even if it's the same personnel, you might see the odd game where actually Richarlison is off the left and Sons for the middle, or they go to a two up top with one just behind. Like, there's so much flexibility then in that front three that I think that you'll start to see that a fair bit. Um, it's funny, is it? Because like when we started the season, I was a massive advocate. I was like, Sun down the middle. Like You have to play Sun down the middle because um, he's the one in front of goal that will score for you. But Richarlison's recent form and his... I'll tell you what has been good watching him is his hold-up play has got a lot better. A lot better. There's still moments in games where, and this is where we're used to Harry, so we're used to the ball going forward and it just sticks and he wins a free kick or it'll create something from nothing. Um, so we like there is that little bit of like the expectation when we are, when we do have to go long is that, you know, why can you not do that? But he's got a lot better from the start mm. of the season where, you know, he was, he, he was struggling. Um, and obviously it's all come out that he's, he's had that, injury you know he looks a different player since he's come back from that he had a groin operation didn't he he's looked yeah. a completely different player since he's come back from player. that and his hold-up play's got a lot better um but i just think having all of them available like you know fantastic and you're starting to see it aren't you like kulazewski got pulled at the weekend not his best game normally like you like you never take kulazewski off do you know what i mean you just never like when you've got all the options actually like we're, you know it's just a good position to be in the yeah, and I think the thing that we will never know is what the the job that they've been asked to do is. Yeah. I think that is hugely important because that's why Hoiberg's come under such increase in pressure because he's been asked to do so much. He was asked to do loads in the previous previous roles. Um, is that right? Before he was great because he could sit in front of the front four and move it forward gently. Now he's been asked to be super dynamic, like turn around mm. quickly and play it forward. That's not his role. But actually, if he's got someone next to him doing that. Like if if Saar's taking a break, I think he's quite a nice replacement for Saar. Not like completely different jobs, but if you've got someone else like a Bentaker or a Basuma doing the more forward thinking play, the J, the JJ play, mm. actually can stay back and just sort of patrol in front. Yeah. What do you think about doing a front three as well? 
Dragosin can play there. Imagine you had Romero in the middle, David Luiz style, Van der Ven and Dragosin, and mm. then you have the two attacking fullbacks. Suddenly there's loads of space. There's a lot of options. That that's mm. what the team brings now. And I think like like you've got a lot of players that can play multiple roles. And I mm. think that, that I think that's a requirement of, of to be honest, a, a top modern footballer has to be able to play like if you're if you're a central midfielder you need to be able to play at least two central midfielders and that might be a city midfielder a creator a box-to-box a ball winner, whatever it is um you do look around that squad actually and there is quite a lot of flexibility with who can play what role just going about what you're saying about Hoybier, i've been really impressed with him in the last three or four games i've been really impressed with him about how he's been, how he's actually adapted to this style of play if you go back to the start of the season, he looked like he was all over the place when we were asking him to do stuff. His his distribution and his ability to actually play out under pressure, it does not look good on the eye, right? He doesn't have no. the the silkiness of Bentoncourt and the you know the 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 skillfulness of Bissouma, but he's actually quite effective. And it doesn't look but if you look at some of the numbers. Like his his forward passing and his sort of dribbles when he's pressured, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think he deserves quite a lot of credit because he's really had to adapt from what he's been used to, and he's been put in that awkward position where he's been asked to do stuff that he knows is not a natural strength, but he's obviously worked on it because mm. when he's coming, I, I think the last couple of games, like what he's always brought for me, Hoybier, is is intensity. He's not always mm. brought quality, but he's always brought intensity to his game. And I think the last few games when he's come on, he's really sort of give us that extra 10%. Like Brighton, you know, he, he comes on and we're, you know, we're struggling. And he, that intensity, and I'm not saying it's all down to him, but I, I do think he's had a, quite a big influence the last few games where he has come on or even the games he started. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. But having said that, I still think that Ange isn't sure mm. about him. I two things about Hoiberg. His goal against Marseille is probably my favourite moment of his. Mm. What moment that was. That was I, mean, I just remember all those graphs about the who was going out of Europe. Like Marseille yeah. were top of the group at one point and Marseille yeah. dropped out and they were um was it Guendouzi was there and they were yeah, just yeah. a oh, really nasty team. Yeah. No. I know, but I couldn't keep uh, the Leverkusen team. They've got Frimpong there, but all I can think of is the old Frimpong, the one that made Van der Vaart throw up. Um awful player. Um, reminds me of Carl Jenkins and weirdly like why were yeah. they in the Arsenal team and the other point I remember reading your uh, interview with him and they were like what do you do when you wake up and he says I, I drink a pint of water because you only get one chance at this I'll drink when I'm oh, I'll drink alcohol when I, and I don't drink alcohol and I'll drink alcohol when I've finished my career I just I quite you need those people the simplicity of it yeah speaking of people that drink have drunk alcohol after their career have you seen Wayne Rooney recently mm. You know, like we always talk, don't we? Like what players are going to balloon when they finish? Yeah, and it was like he was always he was always a big contender, which got me thinking out of the... Whereas this current Spurs team is quite a lot of young, trim, like fit players. Like who are the ballooners? Because I don't know if team. there are as many sort of standout ballooners as maybe seasons gone by. You could always pick out five or six and be like, oh yeah, you'll be in trouble. But Forster. what what do you reckon now? Forster. For sure, he's already, he's already there. And did you see him yeah. a picture of him wearing the South Korea kit with Sun on the back, welcoming him <laughs> yeah. back? That was brilliant. The South Zone, I reckon we'll go. Who else? 
Skip. 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 We said that last time as well. <laughs> yeah, Skip definitely has to... I can criticise from just eating loads of herring. Going back home to Sweden, just eating loads of herring. But with Rudy, it was amazing. Remember that Nike advert where they just had him in a um in a caravan? And it was, yeah. <laughs> everyone else was like in bars or in lovely coffee shops. The thing that got me that got me mentioning Rooney is we watched um that three part mini series about Colleen Rooney and the Rebecca Vardy. Is any good? It's brilliant. It's is absolutely it? brilliant. It's brilliant. And what and Wayne Rooney's in it a, a fair bit. He is so thick. It's incredible. There was a point in it where she's talking and, and like saying how like she was absolutely distraught, like the whole thing was taken over her life. She couldn't cope. Blah, blah, blah. And it cut to him and he was like, oh, I found it all really interesting. He was like, I just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing really. Like, he was just he, so thick. He loves <laughs> pub quizzes though. I've heard that multiple times. He loves a pub quiz. <laughs> they said in the show, they were like, there was one point where it was Colleen, him and like her legal team were all sat round and he, and he just from out of nowhere went, I'm going to train to become a barrister. And they all laughed at him. I still think, though, he is um, underrated. I know you just you say that about everyone. I still think he's one of the best players England's ever produced. Yeah, he is. He is. But just um, the the level of balloon. He's proper ballooner. He's a ballooner. Yeah. Ricky Hatton proper. style. Cool, yeah. It's always the slightly shorter players seem to balloon Sorry, even mate. more, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, read, I wonder if there's a potential Ben Davis ballooner in I, there. I think he's superfoods and organic and but even, even even slimmer when he stops yeah i think you'll read a lot of books i bet you'll wear glasses and you'll age really cycling, gracefully maybe yeah i think like you'll a lot of walks. yeah that sort of thing i think he'll outdoorsy build some hospitals and stuff like that if you had to follow one of the guys for a day who would it be because i've got an idea of who mine would be but they a saturday and you don't know what they're going to be doing, but you have to be with them from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. Without a doubt, Vicario. Without a doubt. Can you he's imagine a, what he's, he a, does? he's a lunatic, absolute lunatic. And I think you'd be out until about four or five in the morning, but he also strikes me as the type of guy that doesn't drink. And he's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. he's one of those. Most people know those people where they're just high on life. And like on a night out, they'll be the craziest person. And it's like, they've they've not had anything to drink. Had to drink. And he's just he just like just bounces off the energy and just loves it. I think he would be a lunatic. I remember sitting here in a um an interview with a football player. Tell you who it was. It was on one of the old Magic Sponge ones. Do you ever listen to them? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. funniest podcast part from this one that is ever been. Like I genuinely <laughs> laugh out loud. Yeah. And someone, it might have been David Bentley, because he's talking about going away with England and he didn't have many of those level guests yeah, on that yeah. podcast. And talks about David James. I think they're in Italy or they're in somewhere in a nice bit of Europe. Yes. And David James saw a chimney and he just disappeared to go off and draw the chimney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went off to paint it and he had all of his Paint-it. paints with him. That's it. He had an easel and all that with him, didn't he? And he I just went that. off. Yeah, I yeah. I'd follow Timo Werner. I, I genuinely think he's actually really like funny and he just he get you can just see that he's confused all the time and it's half just German and half just being interesting. I bet he's in bed by nine. Like I really who do. Would, who who has the most straightforward? And again, I probably navigate straight to skip for that. But skip, like, who, who, who's the like, just simple, simple? I reckon Brennan Johnson's quite straightforward as well. Just you reckon? I reckon he's a liability. I reckon Brennan he hangs Johnson. out leisure centres and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think he comes 10. across as, comes across a little bit 
little bit like just he just wants an easy life. Right then. I think Richarlison would be a bit would also be a bit. You're not quite sure where you're going to end up if you're out with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. And I bet he's quite an aggressive drunk. Um, who who wears their Spurs kit outside of the training ground? Just that's what they wear. That's a great one. I feel like every single one says it's Skip. 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 Because <laughs> he lives at he home. Doesn't, doesn't own any other clothes, parents. does he? Um, I reckon, you know what? I reckon Sun lounging around. I reckon he's I reckon he's in he's in some Spurs gear. I reckon um, he's just in Burberry and all the other kits. He's and Calvin Klein just all the time. Who else? And that's it. A lot of them are quite, I'm told anyway, are quite fashionable chaps, aren't they? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at them now. Madison, one of those ones that has a go but gets it wrong all the time. Van der Ven has been seen in it. Then you're into like Udogi fancies himself a bit. You're into Vlad Kirikes territory, aren't you? What the Ooh, hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, it's time to end the show, I think, before, before we just... This is proper podcasting. These last it's, these last five it's, six it's minutes, the days. proper podcasting. What players gonna balloon the most? Who wears their Spurs clothes the most? That's what everybody's here for. We should start with this. Or just we, cut we the podcast to. in half. We, we used, used to. to the you email would it. go round. Didn't it? The email would go round. This is the ridiculous question this week. Who who's the biggest <laughs> ballooner? Um, I'm actually away next weekend, so unless I take my laptop, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to pod. But we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we'll pod. If not, sorry. <laughs> There's a pod for two weeks. <laughs> um, Pleasure. Pleasure. Mate, it's so good to see you. You know, you know I love it. And great, I've come out of it owing you in Eat Tokyo, so it's good for me. Fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. also, because people listening won't be, able to, um, won't be able to see you, I could barely see you in what oh, you were wearing. Every time. Friends. I've got a, I've got a camouflage t-shirt, and I used to have a, a different camouflage t-shirt. It'd be the same joke then as well. Where I can only see your head floating. What I can do is this. this really? Um, does this work? Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. Um, cool. Thanks, man. Like you know, I love seeing you, and I'll, I'll organise that. Eat okay. I went to the one in Notting Hill the other day. It's got a wine list. That's how good that one was. Too fancy. Too fancy. It's in Notting Hill. You need you need to fit a, a true eat Tokyo is you you're being pressured to leave within thirty minutes by Minto, the manager experience yeah. like they slam the, the the bill down and go you pay downstairs now <laughs> we went in there before and it was like you were like right we're here for the chicken katsu curry and he went no katsu no curry, curry. No. <laughs> no alternative no. just no we just don't have that great no. oh, right. cheers mate. Right, time to end the show, mate. Thank you very much. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future's bright, the future's nearly white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football. And I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised, until today, just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well... They're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur.
blow of the nail, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.